Happy Sunday. Give me one second. Hey, Flea Flea. <clears throat> so today we're going to be talking about mental health. Because um, mental health does matter. This is the Mental Health Instagram Live. And we're just going to be talking about our... Hey, hey. Hey, Dan. Just going to be talking about our personal experiences dealing with mental health. Um, hey. And... Just gonna take it from there. I hope everybody's Sunday is going good though. You know, it's been a long week. This is, I don't know about you guys, but this month is flying. It's going really fast. Like, we was just in, I was about to say we were just in June, but we really was just in June. But, um, <laughs> we were already about to be in August before we know it. So, my beautiful people, how are you guys feeling? How are you guys doing? How is everyone? Hold on, please. I'm sorry, baby. Let's be honest on the time. Give me one second, my loves. I just want to make sure. Grandma Joe, we moving kind of slow. Okay, and then. Hey, hey, Eric. Hey, Paris. All right. So, we're just going to get it started. So, mental health includes our emotional, psychological, and social well-being. It affects how we think, feel, and act. It determines how we handle stress, relate to others, and make choices. You know, a lot of times we, we can be influenced by our emotions, and that can cause us to make positive or negative choices. So, one in five Americans have experienced some form of mental illness. One out of 25 experience serious mental illness. The rate of mental health disorders doubles for those who have been to war or lived through a major disaster. Many factors can lead to mental illness, including genetics, physical illness, injury, and traumatic life experiences. Treatment for mental health problems doesn't only consist of prescribed or over-the-counter medication, therapy, yoga, medication, I'm excuse me, meditation, and holistic treatments can all help to lessen symptoms. 70 to 90% of people who seek proper treatment for mental health disorders witness a significant reduction in symptoms. And for people that would like to know, the Suicide Prevention Lifeline is 800-273-8255. And if you ever feel like you need someone to talk to, I may not have the best advice. I could always be a listening ear, but I'm always here as well. So whether we best of friends or we really know each other, you can always be on me. And we could talk. For my beautiful people that are holistic, that um, follow holistic um, medication or just like more homeopathic ways, the natural herbs to help with depression is St. Johnsworth, ginseng, chamomile, lavender, valerian, and ginkgo. You can get these at Whole Foods, Amazon. I believe Walmart sells it online, not in the store. And just like other um, health 
places, but you can get them in droplets or supplements. And this is like a little poem that I wrote like, you know, <laughs> is, and I thought it was kind of cute. Sometimes I write poems that really does help with if I'm having a bad day or just want to express myself. Um, poems have really been a big positive help for me. Um, so it says, being confined to your thoughts can play games with you. Lost in your head, you better choose the right path because negativity can ruin. Doubt, worry, clouding your mind. So instead of focusing on success, you're wasting time. It's okay to take time to reflect and heal, but don't let past situations be the reason you become still. Past experiences are here to teach you so you don't do it again. A positive comes out of a negative. So learn the lesson, my friend. You know, I believe <laughs> that some lessons are harder to learn than others, but they are definitely really worth learning when you take out the time to not move or go into it with anger, but take out the time to say, okay, what do I need to learn so I can stop repeating certain cycles? Um, so with me, <laughs> you know, since we're talking about personal situations, thank you, Boots. Shout out to Boots. <laughs> um, I'm going to be very honest, you guys. Like, a lot of people come to me and say, wow, like, you're so positive, you're so happy, you're so, like, in this good space. And that wasn't always me. Um, growing up, you know, I felt like I I was looking for a certain person's attention for a very long time, and I didn't receive that. Um, and at a young age, it led me to drinking, which wasn't a good path to go, but I saw my family members drinking so I thought that that was the positive way to go to it and I started drinking at a young age and it would help you know or I would get really angry and through those decisions that I made it made me more angry it made me go into looking at people just with anger or jealousy or just certain things and I was playing the victim rather than taking out the moment to Hey, taking out the moment to find that clarity that I needed, to find that peace, to find that healing. And it's totally up to you. Like, you could become the situation or you could take out the time to heal from the situation. Like, you have to make that choice. And that was really hard for me because I was always like, well, this is what happened in my life. And you just have to feel bad for me. And it's like, no one has to feel bad for you and no one owes you anything. And that was really hard for me to figure out. And, um, you know, certain things I still have difficulties with. Um, definitely need help with still trying to find certain healing techniques. Hey, but that's okay. You know, like we, life is no rush. Like you meditate. I meditate a lot. <laughs> Some people tell you like, Tyler, I just tuned in. Like one time we literally put on root chakras and we just meditated and meditation has helped me a lot changing my eating habits has helped me a lot with like just with how my gut feels and just with my mentality like learning that go with the flow one step at a time you make mistakes you're not perfect but you are beautiful and you have to take out the time to understand that you will go through trials you will go through errors but you are worth it no matter how low you feel, no matter anything, like you're, you're beautiful. You're a beautiful thing. 
you're a beautiful person, excuse me. <laughs> you're a beautiful person and you deserve to be here. And we all go through our own journey. We all go through our traumatic situations, whether in childhood, whether in adulthood. But that doesn't mean that you're not supposed to be here. You're not supposed to go. Like, you're not supposed to, there's no outcome or better situation than where you're at. And sometimes we forget that. Sometimes we get so sunk in. Like, there's plenty of times where I went through situations where I was so sunk into that moment. And I was like, okay, there's nothing else but this. But there is. What can you learn? What can you, you know, be thankful for even in the moment? There's a lot of things that we have that maybe someone else has doesn't happen. It's just peace and love. <laughs> you gotta live in love. You gotta walk in love. You gotta believe that you are love. And in the moment, it may not seem like love, but you will overcome. Because there's plenty, I, I can tell you, there's plenty of times I've been down and I've gotten up. And I know that there's situations that other people could say, listen, I've, I've, I was down, but you're not down anymore. Or I was down and I'm almost out of there, you know? Yes. <laughs> so... You know, definitely. And loneliness is also something else that I, I feel like for a long time as me being younger, you know, a lot of people were like, oh, you have to always be with your crowd of friends. And if I could talk to my younger self, it's okay to be alone. It's okay to have to face things alone. It's okay to not want to, you know, sometimes you want to hang around people because you don't want to feel lonely. But then sometimes that's that wrong company. There was plenty of times I would go hang out with my girlfriends, hang out with my guy friends, because I didn't want to be alone, rather than facing the things I needed to face. And that's sometimes, I, I struggled with that for a long time. And I was like, no, you have to face a lot of your life alone to understand how strong you are as an individual, to understand that you are powerful alone. And everyone else that adds on to your life is just even more of a blessing. So, well, you know, there's other beautiful people here that want to speak. Wes, are you here? Because I, I, I want to go. Or Stefan, I don't know who wants to, to go first to talk. I feel like I'm blabbing too much. <laughs> Or meek, I don't know. Cause I see you guys on I'll just send the request. Let's see. Whoever. Oh. Guys, I feel so like a Wellita. Cause how do you send a request? <laughs> oh, how do you send a request for people to get? Wes, I'm trying to send send you a request. Ooh, I'm trying to send you a request to join. Okay. Oh, but why is this unable to join? So I was like, hey, hey. <laughs> but for some reason, Wes, it says you're unable to join, even though um, I sent this. So we're going to do it like this. Whoever can accept it. <clears throat> oh, hey. Yeah. It kind of felt 
on my end. the service Well, you, you might be coming to, his, 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 his words were basically, well, 
like, do you God? And he was like, you know, he might come with me to this church service that they have it on campus tomorrow. So I went to that. And, you know, that helped a little bit. But, you know, I went back to my room while I was still having symptoms. I was actually hearing my roommate talk to me in my head a little bit. Uh, so, so, again, fast forward, uh, I came home that summer. Um, and I started hearing, like, my close friends talking to me in my head, all this stuff. And um, I, uh, you know, I, I, you know, all that was happening when I came home. And then, like, basically, you know, my family understood. what They kind of noticed what was going on. And my brother here, <laughs> he, uh... You know, he he, he was he, you know he figured he'd do a little bit of research on it and figure out see if he could figure out you know what might be causing all this, and um you know as he was doing the research he said he, I think he, I think I remember him saying the words you know the words schizophrenia kept popping up a lot in his uh, searches and stuff you know and in his research so then we go to a uh, well I ended up at the hospital and um they basically diagnosed me with schizophrenia you know a few months after that. Um, so, you know, I was just like, okay, well, at least I know what's going on. You know, I understand, you know, the, you know, I understand it has a name. I understand I kind of have a condition and that kind of comforted me a little bit just to know that, you know, other people have dealt with this before. I've heard of this before, you know, the fact that I had it didn't bother me, you know, it's just like, okay, you know, I feel like they can help me get through this, you know, the doctors and stuff. So from there, um, you know, I kind of dealt with a lot of stuff, um, still hearing voices and everything. Um, but you know, my family was real supportive. They were there the whole time. Um, you know, hand, really hands on with everything I did. You know, I got into a day program called Sanctuary House. They were really hands on. You know, they helped me find the job that I've had now for seven years. You know, um, so a lot. You know, a lot of my community was really supportive and everything to get me to where I'm at now. Um, but basically, you know, after I was diagnosed, uh, you know, I kind of went through some a lot of tribulations, trials, and stuff. Um, you know, it kind of got a little dark for a while, you know, just on the inside. You know, I had a lot of things I was battling, you know, that I couldn't really overcome for a while. Um, but again, to say long story short, you know, I kind of got through that. Uh, you know, I started, getting, started taking medication that my prescript, that my pres- 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 sorry, sorry, psychiatrist, that my psychiatrist prescribed. <laughs> sorry. And uh, so the medication just started kicking in and everything just started clicking and, uh, you know, things just, you know, really started getting a lot better. You know, like I said, I got a job. And, I mean, I, those times when I wasn't even playing basketball for a while, and that's like, my, you know, my first love, my main thing that I do, what that I was doing up to that point. And I uh, started playing ball again and, you know, just doing a lot more doing a lot more therapeutic stuff. Uh, you know, one thing that always stuck with me the whole time was that, you know, I knew that at some point I wanted, to design, I wanted to design sneakers. And I kept sketching all throughout all that time. I kept drawing all the time, you know, just made sure – I was keeping my skills sharp, you know, no matter what happened. And, you know, a lot of things that happened for me in all of that, in all those areas, you know, up to this point, you know, you know, today. Um, but, uh, you know, ultimately it's just kind of like, you know, I got through all of that and, um, you know, my family helped me get through all that and everything. And, you know, but the main thing I would say is just like, you know, I just, I just made sure that like, no matter what, you know, I stay focused on the fact that there was a brighter tomorrow. Uh, I guess that's just my message to everybody. I mean, I met, People, I met people that had the same condition. You know, I met a guy over in London who was pretty big with, you know, he had the same condition and he's pretty well known for speaking out to people about the whole, you know, mental health and awareness and all that stuff. Um, so we connected with these guys. You know, it's, there's, there's a lot of stuff that took place, you know, up until now. But uh, my main thing was just like, just like stay the, stay the course, you know, stay focused and, uh, you know, make sure you have a good support group around you and surround you with people that have positive energy and, you know, that have a positive influence, and 
it's kind of how I got here today uh, in a nutshell. I don't know. It's kind of how I would describe it. So, uh, so yeah, I guess I would pass it on to my brother um, if he wanted to share anything. Um, you know, I guess if we have time and all in this same time frame, um, I'll let him kind of tell his part of the story as well. So, yeah. Hey, um, uh, I'm Quinn. I'm Wesley's brother. Um, I mean, I think Wesley pretty much gave the bulk of his story. Um, uh, I, I think the only, I guess, insights I might have are that when we, uh, there's a person, if you guys Google, his name is Johnny, J-O-N-N-Y, Benjamin, and then there's an M-B-E after his name, and he also has a schizoaffective disorder, and he lives in the UK, um, and he has a story about how he was at basically feeling suicidal at one point, a stranger saved his life, uh, talked him down from this bridge, actually. Um, and that story went viral. Um, they've spoken to a lot of companies. Uh, the royal family has done work with them. Prince William has done work with them. So that's the guy that Wesley's um, mentioning that we sort of befriended when Wesley was first diagnosed. And uh, he and the person that saved his life, Neil Labron, um, did some collaborative work with Wesley and I. Actually, if you Google... His, that person's name and Google Yale, Wesley and I gave a speech with those two dudes at Yale University a few years ago. Um, and so that's the story about like some of the work we started to do with them. And um, shortly before, I think, I don't know if it was, or maybe it was around the same time, but around the same time Wesley was diagnosed, I actually had a tech startup, um, but I would have these, and I still to some degree have kind of like my mood I would have mood fluctuations and it took me many years to realize that at least part of that was tied to my diet. So I had kind of been thinking about how to like do something in the world that showed people the other sides or triggers to mental health that they may not always think of. Cause you think of like, you know, um, diagnoses like schizophrenia or bipolar or depression, anxiety. And sometimes people just think, well, you know, this is just uh, my diagnosis. But sometimes there are surprising things that can cause us to get off balance. And in my case, uh, I actually have an allergy to gluten and dairy. Um, and I have a bit of an issue with eating too much sugar. Like if I do, I can get off balance. So in my case, I also was experiencing um, some new issues that were from a less, I guess, uh, commonly understood source. So when Wesley and I began to do work with those gentlemen, it was an opportunity to try to look at talking about mental health from, from all of the angles, the, the, the ones that we already hear about a lot, um, but also like surprising things like, you know, if you have, if, if you're allergic to dairy, that can actually cause you depression if you eat too much. So I think, just adding on to Wesley's story, um, it's been really important to me because he's my brother. I love him so much uh, to be able to uh, be there and try to help, you know, uh, you know, facilitate connections and conversations with people who know a lot about this stuff. Um, uh, but I also, on a personal level, have experienced what it's like to struggle with being balanced um, and and. It's just insight into the fact that we're all humans. We all uh, have days that are up and down. Even if you think about somebody like, you know, a star like Beyonce, right? Like she's had miscarriages and depressions in her life. And yet she's still, you know, 
does these really interesting things. So I think my main thing is like, maybe there was a point where I would have felt like, oh, I shouldn't talk about, you know, my struggles or even my brother's struggles or, or whatever. But like sharing those things and, and, and acknowledging, yeah, well, I do have issues sometimes. It's, there's nothing shameful about it. It's just life is um, is not like every day is not the same. Uh, and it's okay when there are not good days. Um, and you probably uh, create better opportunities and space of positivity in your life if you can acknowledge like, yeah, sometimes I have bad days, but it doesn't mean that every day has to be bad. So um that's just a little bit about my connection, and I don't want to take up too much time, but, uh, but yeah, that's that's how we're connected to this. So, so uh, what tips would you guys share, like, with, you know, seeking help, with that support system, like, especially for people that may not have family? I feel like sometimes people feel, like, with mental health, when they don't have that support, that intimate support, like, what tips can you guys share with that? Uh, yeah, that's a good one. Um, I mean, I would say maybe, you know, just, I would think in, in your, in your, in your community or like in your area, maybe there's, uh, somebody you could reach out to. I mean, I mean, even with, you know, social media the way it is now, I mean, there could be somebody you could talk to. There's probably support groups, you know, companies that do stuff like that, that can, you know, that you can consult or that they can, you know, that they can support you, you know, I mean, it's kind of different, uh, you know, like NAMI, um, you know, places, you know, companies like that, they can kind of help you, you know, uh, maybe through, uh, you know, online type of things, uh, you know, through the internet, you know, but as far as like having, say, having somebody to talk to you like right there in your face, uh, you know, I would say maybe just seek, seek the nearest psychiatrist, you know, or the nearest therapist, you know, um, I mean, if you don't have a friend or a family member that you can talk to, yeah, I mean, maybe just the nearest, the, the closest psychiatrist or therapist you can find, you know, maybe that, you know, maybe they're the answer for you. And if not, um, I don't know. I mean, you know, you all, you always, I would hope that could be an answer for you. If not, uh, you know, maybe you have, I mean, it's hard to say really that this could be an answer, but really music was one thing that kind of got me through a lot of stuff, you know, I mean, it's kind of weird, um, to be honest with you, I listen to, like, I mean, I listen to, like, a lot of hip-hop. I listen, to, like, throughout my journey, I listen, like, in the beginning, I listen to, like, Dream Chasers by Meek Mill, like, every day, like, almost every day. And, you know, it was just something that kept, that motivated me to just keep pushing, you know, no matter what. Like, it just kind of brought, you know, it brought the hustle out of me, you know, it brought, like, motivation out of me and everything. But at the same time, it was just like, you can feel it. And, you know, you can feel the hunger in his words and everything. It's just like, you know, no matter what, you know, keep chasing your dream, you know. So, like, that was one thing, you know, listen to music. Um, you know, just whatever you love to do, just keep doing that if it gives you joy. Um, and, if you know, and if that's not something that's giving you, you know, deep down the satisfaction that you want, yeah, just, you know, seek outside help, you know, if it's a friend, a family member. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, just a psychiatrist, you know, somebody online on social media, somebody somewhere, you know, is looking to help you, you know, and, you know, if you do the right things, they'll find you and you'll find them, I would say, so, yeah. And, and, you know, I feel like a lot of us, we feel like therapy is like a bad thing, 
you know? And can you speak on that a little bit? Like, going to a therapist, like, how do you feel? Like, do you feel like it helps you? Like, you feel more happy at the end of a session? Yeah, yeah. I mean, after, you know, I've never had a therapist that I was just like, okay, this person's not really working. Um, you know, maybe I should see somebody else. Uh, I mean, every therapist I've had, I mean, I've had therapists that, that you know, they recommended me to do certain things and maybe I didn't do them. <laughs> like, uh, you know, I mean, they, they recommended I change my diet. You know, I'm not the most healthy either. Um, but you know, I had a therapist that I don't really see anymore, actually. I wish I were to see him today, but uh, I kind of lost touch with him and everything. And, you know, he, he was recommending a lot of different foods and, like, you know, a lot of different, you know, fruits and vegetables and stuff that could change, you know, your mental, you know, uh, you know, well-being and everything. And you know, he recommended I would change my diet and all that stuff. But it, you know, I guess to get to get to the point, uh, you know, I have I have a psychiatrist now that I see for about 10, 15 minutes every uh, three months. And I mean, he, you know, he found the right medication for me and everything like that. But you know, he always tells me like. You know, he tells me like, you know, I think you're doing good. You know, everything's working out pretty, pretty well. But it's it's those small things to help. But also, it's like in the beginning, you know, he touched base on the problems that I was having and what was causing everything to happen. You know, and uh, I mean, you know, it's just like comforting. You know, it's, it's comforting to talk to somebody. Period. But also the fact that you trusted that knowledgeable about you know what they're talking about. You know. Man, with that on top of the medication, you know, having having a positive effect on me, I felt like all of that together uh, kind of led me to trust him. Um, so, you know, not only him, but even the other guy I was talking about, and, you know, I've had a couple of different doctors and therapists that I've talked to, and, you know, all of them seem to, it's like they're in the field for a reason, you know, then, you know, to me, it seems like they're not trying to, you know, deceive you or anything like that. They're just, they're really there, you know, to look out for you, you know, and help you, so... So you have therapy and I put you in places to be better. You know, I feel like that helps overall in the same way. There's another guy I also mentioned uh, who I've met, but I don't really know that well. Uh, but his name is Kevin Hines. His story is pretty good. So if you kind of read and listen to some of his stuff, he's a great motivator and uh, advocate for mental health as well. So I would recommend checking him out as well. For, for I'm sorry, if you don't mind. No, yeah, you're you good. Yeah, go ahead. Like, sorry, what you say? Can you just type the names? Just in case if anyone wants to Google them. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I got you. I'll put them in here. Yeah. No, because I, I want to Google them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's definitely worth, worth it, you know. And that's why it is nothing wrong with going to therapy. There's nothing wrong about talking about your feelings. It's not good to hold your feelings in. It's not... Okay, beautiful. Right. Is your brother still there? Yeah, yeah, he's right here. Okay, and um, I want to ask him a question. So, you know, um, in regards, it's so funny because I was just talking to my moms about eating, how it can, you know, your gut is so important. And if yeah. you eat the wrong things, that definitely can, um, you know, mess with your moods and your emotions. Like, can you just touch base on that a little bit? Like... So there's a book called, and this could also probably be one of the tips, but there's a book called uh, The Mood Cure. And the author, and I'll write that here also. The, uh, the author is Julia Ross, so it's The Mood Cure by Julia Ross. And I actually know this person that wrote this book um, because we were going to try to do something with her. But basically, um, 
I'll start by talking about that. So, like, I, I maybe when I was, like, 26 or 27, noticed that, like, if I would go out and I, like, drank a lot on the weekend, for some reason that following week, like, I would have this, like, severe anxiety and, like, depression. Like, I just didn't want to get out of bed. I'd be too lazy to focus on stuff. I would, I would like, have these things scheduled to do or, like, even something like going to a person's birthday party, I just wouldn't want to do it. And it was, like, really disturbing and and weird because any other time I was totally fine, like, uh, energetic, going to the gym or whatever. But then, like, first, I, I noticed this trend that when I would drink a lot, like, the next week I would just be totally just in this kind of, you know, paralyzed mental state. And um, so, anyway, I picked up this book. Eventually, I guess I sort of was, like, trying to, understand what was going on and to be honest i probably should have gone to a therapist i didn't even go to a therapist back then i just was like very it's kind of like these things would happen but when i was feeling good i didn't care anymore that i had been having anxiety and stuff so i just forgot about the problem and i never went and saw anybody but i did find this book eventually and it um discussed how like basically the brain operates off of neurotransmitters that tell the brain what to do. So, like, the main ones the book dis- discusses are serotonin, um, uh, endorphins, dopamine, and then one called GABA. Um, and there's others in the book, but those are some of the main ingredients for, like, mood regulation in the brain. And this gets a bit into neurochemistry, but long story short, humans normally get all of those, uh, the amino acids, which are the building blocks for those transmitters, uh, neurotransmitters from food. But for various reasons, um, it can be the simple fact that in the U.S., the food quality is very disturbed, right? We have a lot of processed food. Um, you're, if you go to McDonald's or you go, I don't know, just other types of things you eat, like you might be eating whatever you would normally eat and it would normally have all the stuff for you to get those building blocks. But because the food is so processed, a lot of the nutrients are actually not in the food that we eat in the U S. So that's one way that we may not be getting everything we want. Alcohol um, is a poison. It's fun, but it can get, you know, if you're a person with a compromised gut, like I kind of have a, I, I have, I messed up guts because of antibiotics, which is a totally other unrelated issue but when you have a weak stomach and you drink you can further destroy like your gut microbiome which is like you know every human naturally um inherits probiotics from their mother like good bacteria that helps us break down food but if you take a lot of antibiotics which is the opposite of probiotics you can kill those and so like i can't eat i can't eat gluten and dairy which you know from the ice cream we, we had that one time because of antibiotics. I was always able to eat ice cream, bread, whatever I wanted. And then one uh, winter I got really sick and was my doctor gave me way too many rounds of antibiotics and never again could I eat that stuff. So for whatever reason, when I, I think when I was drinking, the alcohol was like messing up the... Uh, I already didn't have the stuff I needed to break down food and alcohol maybe was messing that up worse. And sugar in and of itself, is a drug and does all this stuff to the brain. So, like, long story short, whether some people are born with a bad gut-brain connection, some people, it happens to him through to them through antibiotics or through other substances like drugs or alcohol, you can mess up the balance of 
dopamine in the brain, serotonin in the brain. Um, people, you know, who party a lot and they take recreational substances, you're, both of those can get uh, off balance. Even even weed sometimes can do it, uh, maybe not to as much of an extreme. So anyway, this book was what taught me about that. And I remember I read it and I was reading about, the first one I read about was something called tyrosine. And by the way, don't go do this stuff without reading the book thoroughly because I didn't read the book thoroughly. And I said, okay, tyrosine makes you motivated again. And I went to Whole Foods and I got it. I took one and these are not, these are not even pharmaceutical. They're, pre they're pretty natural things to work with the body. We already have them. But I took this tyrosine and I was like flying. I was like cleaning my apartment and like, I was like, oh my God, I can't, I haven't felt like this in years. It's amazing. But I kept taking it and I got too like up basically. And I had actually a manic episode from this thing from Whole Foods. But, and then I like rushed and got the book and it said, oh, well, if it's too much, you take GABA, which calms you down. And GABA is used for anxiety treatment. So I made a mistake and didn't read the book and had a bit of a, <laughs> went to another place for a few hours. But, but once I read the book properly, which you should all do if you ever look at this, um, I realized that these, these are amino acids are basically substances that can be used to get the brain back in a balanced state. And that's a, and diet and unhealthy diets or antibiotics are all sorts of things can kind of mess your, your, uh, your physiology up to the point where you may need amino acid supplementation. So I'm a big fan of that approach. And that book is kind of the core piece. She also has a book called the diet cure. Um, but just those two books alone, you'll learn so much about how diet uh, affects mental health. And it's because the gut, everything, every, all disease starts with what we eat. But some, some people say, because when, it's about what goes into us. And then all these things that happen from that. So I think um, in the conversations that we've had through our work, um, I tell a lot of people about this um, uh, this book and, and my heavy belief in amino acid therapy because I think it's a first step before going to uh, get prescribed a more a stronger and potentially more problematic pharmaceutical prescription because these are a little bit more natural. So I like to like encourage people to learn about this because it's not talked about. And I, we've talked about it at like Yale and BlackRock. And I'm like, why is nobody talking about this? Am I going to get, you know, shot because I'm talking about this stuff? Like why, what, why is it such a secret? And I don't know. I mean, maybe, but uh, I hope not. But yeah, for some reason, this is something a lot of people don't know about. And I think for some situations you do need to go get a certain combination of drugs and pharmaceutical therapy because that's what required but for others i think some people are getting over prescribed things when there might be a simpler solution that's just from the health food shop so that's kind of how i got started with all that and uh yeah i wrote the book there so there's so much i could possibly say but that's a bit of an introduction <laughs> but i appreciate it i, I yeah. appreciate it because a lot of people really think that what you eat doesn't affect you and it does it absolutely does. And um, most people can like, you know, a person without a compromised gut can tolerate gluten and dairy fine. But a lot of people think that even if you don't have a severe allergic reaction to those foods, it still could be doing some kind of damage. So I don't want to say whether it is or not, but eating clean is always going to be 
be more preservative for your body than eating things that are labeled junk. That's just, you know, a given. So that is true. Well, I thank you guys so much for tuning in. I appreciate it. Yeah, no problem. Yeah, thank you. I have one more name, but I'll I'll try I'll type it in the comments. But it's uh, a guy named yeah, a guy named Renshawn Miller. Uh, his, his name is spelled a little differently, but he's from he's actually from here in North Carolina, but or been our home in North Carolina. But uh, he's he's another good person uh, to follow and uh, to go and check him out and everything. But I'll put it in here. Yeah. And by the way, diet isn't the only, I mean, that's not the only, you know, thing that, like, can cause mental health issues or solve mental health issues. There are so many things like finances, relationships, there's all many roads into and out of mental health uh, crises, but that's just one component that people should always take a look at. I agree. That is true. Right. That is true. Well, I appreciate you guys so much. Thank you. Absolutely. Thank you. Yeah. All right. All right. Bye. Have fun, guys. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye. is very important too like i give my caps and also as an immune booster rising so that's really i appreciate that all right let's see stefan what happened to ivan hello how you doing everybody i was listening that was some that was deep it was. It was very deep. I love it. I, I, I was really... How's everybody doing today? But anyway, um, mental health is really, 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 really serious. And I would start off by saying, for us young black brothers, it's okay. It's okay. It's okay. You know what I'm saying? I feel like, especially in our community, we're so afraid to, uh, you know, so how can you say it? Not like weakness, but you're we're afraid of how vulnerable we are. I think that we're all humans, you know what I'm saying? And being a black male, where you know, a lot of us are be tough, you know what I'm saying? Don't be, you know, you got to hold it down, and there's nothing wrong with that because I actually, I like to, I agree to it, but at the same time, it's okay to, it's okay to cry, you know, but um. I say I know myself. No, um, I'm fast though. For myself, I was diagnosed about two years ago, maybe a year and a half ago. I was diagnosed with um, 
thyroid disease. And what that is, um, there's different kinds, you know what I'm saying? I have hyperthyroidism, hyper, hyper, excuse me, hyperthyroidism, where, um, where how I noticed this was because, um, I noticed, even though I, I, I always used to sweat, but I noticed it was to a point where, uncontrollably, like, I would, like, my eye, I would twitch a little, like, my eye would twitch. This always will happen, like, when I'm in a public setting, usually, like, in a train. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I've been going on train for years. Never, never feel this way. This is, I would feel like, I, like, I started feeling paranoid. Just a lot of thoughts just went to my head at one time. So, I felt on one day, I just went to the doctor, and they told me that I had a, yeah, they said I had a um, thyroid disease. So they explained it to me, you know, prescribed me medication. But honestly, to be honest, I never took it. Because me, I I don't really believe in medication so much. I'm not saying I don't believe it because I know it does well. But at the same time, I know with me, that's not something that I want to get hooked on. For me, I already smoke a lot of weed. And then I drink occasionally. So I feel like that's not something I wanted to get into, but at the same time, I feel like eventually I'm I want to try out see see if it really works because um I noticed too that I have a very hard time focusing to focus. And you know me, Flea, like I do music, but I can't. Re- I have a hard time memorizing my rhymes. Whether if I'm I could recite it. And not sometimes I just have a hard time memorizing stuff. Like you can't ask me to go to school. <laughs> you can't ask me to go to school. I'm like, oh, can you get this? I'm gonna forget. The store will be right close to you. I'm gonna forget. I'm gonna forget. Okay. And it's because so much things went through my mind at one time. It's like it's to the point it's really uncontrolled. I can't even control this here. Like but at the same time, um it like say it goes deep. So that's the, that's the now. That's the now. Like I said, as of right now, like I'm saying, I'm still learning this and figuring it out. And it, it is true. Like, even um, I was even told by the doctor me a list. Three sheets of paper, front and back, of all the foods that I shouldn't eat, well, avoid, I should say avoid, and foods that I should eat. That list was so long for you. I ain't going to lie. I followed it for a hot little minute. But then, you know what I'm saying, me... Going back into my old habits, you know, the old habits, kick my ass. I ain't gonna like, kick did my you, ass. Like, um, changing your eating habits, how did you feel when you were changing your eating habits? Um, I noticed, like, when I eat, like, fruits and vegetables, or whatever. And I'm not gonna say I ate fruits and vegetables all day for that my life. I'm not gonna lie, I never did it. But the time a lot of fruits and vegetables at at least in one city. I would feel so refreshed. I'm like, wow. Like, I'm like, wow. I feel like, like I feel a little more awake, awoke. You know, what I'm saying? a little bit more energetic. And then I notice when I eat like heavier food, because me, I'm always, even though I don't eat this the same like how I used to. Like I would notice that. Um, 
now I can't like I said I can't remember if finish like food like that, but I know I eat fruits, fruits and vegetables. I'm like, damn, I feel energetic, I feel alive. I can move around. Heavy foods, I'm I'm lazy. I'm nothing. I'm probably upset. You know what I'm saying? Then I learned when I found that I had the thyroid disease that um that foods that that we eat, it does affect the brain, like the other brothers were saying. It does affect your brain. I'm like, wow. And, it, and it, like I said, it goes back. This was, me and you met in Canton. I remember in Canton, what was, what was he in? Just Cheney. For those who don't know, that was the, the um, I was, I was cafeteria say the school. The, the cafeteria. Yeah. That yeah. <laughs> All I back then was just, they had whatever, whatever food they made. I don't know if they really cooked it. Honestly, I don't even know. I don't know if it was already preheated. I don't know. But, I was always cheeseburgers and fries. Then I will always, I know it's to the point that we're always, like, always have to set my using the bathroom. I would leave class, walk all the way to my dorm room <laughs> and use the bathroom. I'm sorry, sorry. But 30 minutes, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> this is mental health. You're keeping it a thousand. I'm keeping it a thousand. But um, I remember, so I noticed that. At some point, I feel like, yeah, it was, I might be doing it. How do you, how do you, so you said hypo? Hyper, hyper. Hyper. So does that mean you have a very active thyroid? Yeah. So, so okay. So for those who don't know, it was like, it affects your glands. So it's like, um, it's times where, well, not even just, I'm gonna say it like this. It really, um, how you say it? what's the word? Uh, damn, I just had it on type of time. Uh, it really affects your like your your hormones. It's times where I would just be you personally. Like, how do you feel like that affects your mental health personally? Say it again. You ain't enough. How do you feel like that affects your mental health personally? Man, it's a lot. I'd just be upset. Like, I had to go to therapy. This was years ago. Like, before I even knew about that diaper. Therapist, three times. Three different times. Mm-hmm. All beautiful, intelligent women. Very nice. They knew what they were talking about. But I, each time, I probably went a few sessions. I, can, I don't remember how many times each. I know the first two times I went, two different separate times, or like months apart or whatever it was. Um, the first two times, I know I probably went about five, six. I just wasn't like, listening. I wasn't listening. Like, they would give me like, simple assignments. Make a list of five goals, you know what I'm saying? Five things you like you, you would like to do. I ain't gonna lie, I did the first part two assignments you asked me. It was just a simple step, simple step. Then I thought I'd stop doing it, like, like man, forget this. I don't need to say. I know what they're gonna say already. I already know what they're gonna say. Third time I went, I probably went three times. I stopped walking. I'm like, man, I could do this. I could do this. And that's just. And then me learning that, that that's part of the thyroid. Like, I'm, I'm too. Sometimes I could be too uh, ignorant. What's the other word? Uh. Not just ignorant, but um, I ain't gonna say ignorant. That's too harsh. Maybe yeah, maybe not ignorant. Maybe you um, you 
you make this your your decisions may come off as impulsive like yeah i'm just like well i'm like i don't need that i don't care like i ain't really saying nothing you know what i'm saying so it's like i just wasn't caring no more so it's to the point that where i would just have like random nightmares and it always hurt. and they say it goes deep it goes deep like for those who don't know, I work in the hospital, so a lot of like so I move not just because I move that body. So a lot of times where, especially when I was working overnight, I did so it was times where I would go to sleep. Damn every night. I would just have nightmares. Nightmares. When I go home, I sleep like a baby. Nothing. Every time I go to work and sleep. So it was sort of where like I said, I started feeling paranoid. Like a lot of these nightmares. It was so real that um like I just ain't know what to do. So me, I'm thinking like the normal person would do now. I'm going Google it, see what it a lot of the stuff I watch it makes sense, but at the same time I'm like mm-hmm. I just it doesn't really make sense in my life. You know what I'm saying? A lot of these things they were talking on the videos that I read doesn't really apply to me. I get what they're saying though. Until it was times where I really had to think about the dream or the nightmares. A lot mm-hmm. of stuff, but the, the little it was like a puzzle game there. But connect them, little parts of whatever I remember from this nightmare and this nightmare, and it came together. And I'm like, wow, it was actually something in real life. Like a, a person that I had a out with, you know what I'm saying? Back right. on, so I ended up running into this person, I should say. And we spoke. This person, I feel like I want to hurt for a long time. I feel like they try to ruin me, you know what I'm saying? But they try, I feel like they try to ruin me. They just wanted me out the picture to the point where I felt like suicidal. I ain't know how to talk. I ain't know how to talk to nobody. Blah, blah, blah. So it was to the point where... Um, so how did you feel? Like, how did you deal with situations like that? Like, you know, situations that caused you to maybe fall into a dark place, how did you get out of those moments? Well, I was going to say, uh, like I said, I spoke to that person, spoke, and we spoke. Me, I'm not a confident person. I don't really like, I'm not saying I'm afraid to fight. Confrontation is not always fight. It's sometimes it's just, it could be a, just a disagreement. You know what I'm saying? I don't like to really speak about it. I just rather sometimes leave it for what it is. But I learned sometimes you can't do that. So long story short, person we spoke we talked had a very good understanding so where now i don't have those nightmares at all anymore so now you know i haven't slept at work at team ship so i can't say i beat it yet i don't know <laughs> but as far as that i just know i've been at least from that i felt much more happier in my life you know what i'm saying i feel more free i'm like yeah right, i'm good you know what i'm saying we spoke we have understanding we ain't speaking no more after that we just left it at that you know what I'm saying? Hug, uh, dapped up, whatever the case may be. So, um, like you said, it, it, it's a lot. I can go deep. I can go deep. I can go deep. So how about but, with growing up, like, in your environment, how do you feel like that affected you mentally? Damn, well, growing up, it was like, it wasn't always sunshine and rainbows, i tell you that much. <laughs> it wasn't always that. But, um, I I didn't have a I'm not I had a harsh life growing up. It was I feel like I grew up like every other 
I would say black kid, but you know what I'm saying? The hood. I feel like I grew up kind of like everybody else. Kind of. Not exactly. Not exactly the same. But um, I noticed just in my household, it was just a lot of yelling, cursing. I mean, I'm so used to it. Like I said, even with just music, I was always watching, you know, listening to the, the music with the curses. I watched the R-rated movies, so it was like, I just grew up with that stuff. I grew up with it to, to normal. Just normal. Me growing up, learning myself, figuring things out. That, <laughs> it, I'm not saying it's back. Less at the end of the day, I've, I've, I'm a, a good person, you know? Good person. I don't cause anybody no harm. At least I don't think that. I don't think I do. But I'm feeling I'm bothering nobody. So I just know. It did affect me growing up, though, like, especially when I like, it definitely affected, like, especially when I think about it, because a lot of times, I'm a afraid to move forward about my past a lot. Right. A lot of things from my past are, like, you know what I'm saying, that still may bother me, that still may don't understand why a lot of things these happen. Even though, like I said, a lot of it, like, I've moved from it, but sometimes it's still on me, like, in the back of my head, like, like wow. Why this had how you know what I'm saying? Like why ain't they save me? You know what I'm saying? Like why? But that's what I'm saying. It's it's a good thing that I actually took the initiative. Nobody told me to go to the doctor. Nobody, and I found I figured I found this out. You know what I'm saying? So now I feel like just the next step for me is just you know actually now taking a step and actually doing all the right things by first going back to therapy and you know what I'm saying actually. I even give it a chance, but I actually do it. I actually do it. Listen to these people. Take those steps. Especially if you, if, if I want to continue. Especially for me, honestly, me wanting to do music and just be, just to thrive in life. You have to take care of your mental first. So that's one thing I'm learning to do now. Take care of my mental. I definitely had it. Tough is tough is tough. I got Chinese food right there in the fridge. <laughs> I gotta learn how to eat better. You know what I'm saying? Learn how to eat better. Definitely drink water. Oh my gosh, water is crazy. Bad. Like, clean nose. Like, the, I don't really drink a lot of water. To be honest, I drink a lot of juice. But me growing up, I always, always drink water. So now, like I said, I drink a lot of juice. Not really much soda, but juice. And it's like just the past few days, few weeks, I was drinking water. I'm like, damn. Like same thing with fruits and vegetables, I feel a bit refreshed. Like I'm not, I don't feel as heavy. You know what I'm saying? I feel like broke. You know what I'm saying? I don't. I feel like I'm not mad. I'm not aggravated. I'm not tired. So those, I feel like those are things that you know I'm making a taking the footsteps to do. You know what I'm saying? As well, far as my time. Yeah. It's I'm saying, but it's like, if you don't start now, like, when are you going to start? So, that's how I feel. Like, I, why not Why not do it now? Because now is the time. Like I said, we ain't always promised tomorrow. Now is the time. Like I said, there's a lot of things I forgot to even mention in this, but I ain't going to hold it. I ain't going to Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, like, like the other brother was saying, like, mental health. Ain't always like it's a schizophrenia and stuff like that. It ain't always just that. There's more to it. It's, there's a lot of other things that you can be diagnosed with. You know, a lot of things. 
And I feel like, especially I'm talking to us black brothers. Go see There's nothing wrong with speaking with somebody. You know what I'm saying? Like, especially we look, we live in the world. We seen bodies drop. We seen all this stuff. You know what I'm saying? I'm saying we ain't always got to be tough. We ain't always got to be gangster. You know what I'm saying? It's okay to cry. It's okay. It's okay to suspect. That shit is whack after a while. You know what I'm saying? Like, love and love. You know what I'm saying? I love each other. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's deep. It's deep. For real. I ain't gonna hold it. It's deep. I appreciate you making it. we love you. Thank you. Everybody that's tuning in. Everybody that's gonna pop up. Appreciate y'all. Thank you. No doubt, Flea. I don't know how to exit up neither. Um, I'm <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that is deep. You know what? To my beautiful people that do have kids, listen to your kids. Take out the time to listen. You know, everybody's voice matter. Everyone has a voice. And sometimes the kids be speaking facts. <laughs> Whether you want to, you know, admit it or not. And it's true. It's Even if you mess up, it's okay to get back up and try again. I even goes in and out. Hold on. That's my next speaker. But it's funny because today a lot of people are having um technical difficulties, but it's okay because I understand with the social media. Oh, with the internet sometimes. There we go. Hold on, let me see. But yeah, definitely seek help. It's nothing wrong with that. Don't be ashamed. Seek the help that you need. You know, you only you you only live for yourself. You know, I mean, oh my gosh, only you can live for yourself. You know, only you can make that change. Only you can make that difference for you. And it's definitely help out there, especially if you look. And it's alright if you have to do it by yourself. You gotta do it for you. Ivan, you ready? Let's see. But I, I thank everybody right now that's definitely tuning in. I appreciate you guys very much. So, hello. Dog. What up? All right. How's it going? How's it going? And, you know, another, another day. I'm a little busty, but. Oh, goodness. Listen, we don't. Listen, you here to tell your story, your perception? Okay. Yeah. That's what matters the most, you know. So definitely, uh, you know, definitely talk about uh, your experience, and definitely want to hear it. Yeah, I mean, so I guess, I guess my whole mental health journey started when um, I first joined the military, which was back in 2012 at the high school. On top of that, so I basically went in it as a kid, basically. So, um, but I had this whole thing about how it should go in my head. Um, obviously, you know, stuff to work out like, like that. Um, but you know, going into it, it was like, there's normal stuff, you know, training, you know, you're going to get yelled at all that good stuff. So that was, that was an issue. Um, so the three months of boot camp, you know, and for those that don't, I was in the Marine Corps for five years, but, um, the boot camp, you know, it's hard, but it's, it's meant to make you tough. So it's like, so that, that version of 
you know, the training, all that stuff was, wasn't all that. I already knew. Okay, cool. I had three months. I'm going back home in anyway, go back out again, whatnot. So, um, but I think the main thing, um, Stupid. My bad. I asked my second was some stupid shit. Um, but <laughs> the main thing um I think kinda got to me was um when I first got to my first unit, basically. Um that issue well I didn't start up as issue, but as time went on, I got, you know, into it with my boss. I was, you know, just to put it in in the terms, my boss, whatever. So it's like made him always clash. Um and I'm not gonna say I was I wasn't perfect marine. I'm yeah, I hope I, I didn't get in five years that I'll quick clean record, but him being there didn't help as well. So, um, point of example, uh, kind of started my whole down, my, my spiral was back in, I want to say 2014. That's a real bad car accident. Um, the, the reason why I was off base at the time was for a reason. Uh, the, the wife at the time, she was pregnant with our first kid. You know, I had to go check on her and whatnot. So I had to go back and forth from Jacksonville to Bali, which is two hours away from each other. So it was like, you know, I was checking in and doing my part as a dad, you know, also doing my duty as uh, as a Marine as well. But um, and again, accident, um, tried to explain the story to him. He just, and his, all he heard was basically I wasn't on base when I was supposed to be. You know, so that's all he heard. He didn't hear the reason why I was off base. I got to the accident, and then like that, he just he just cared about. Okay, well, why are we off base in the first place? Okay, I'm answering. Checking the wife and the kid, you know. So, but he didn't care. And ever since then, it was like always a, a, a battle between me and him because then eventually I got to a point of where I was not as high as him, but I got to a point where I had power of my own, where I had to train other, you know. Marines under me. So then it came a battle of, well, who's the real boss? Who's the real boss of the shop? So then, you know, he'll throw his little rank around. Hey, 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 Morty, you need this. Or, hey, hey, you need to do this. I'm like, ah, I get it. Like, but hold on. Let me let me get these guys, you know, good to go, you know what I'm saying, for for, for this morning. And then, man, you could do our, our battle like we do every day. Let's let's make sure they're good first, and then we can, you know, squash it. Um, but I think as, as time grew, um, as time went by, I think the main thing with me, and and after I figured out what what it, what it was, I felt that maybe it was more of, okay, is another man, who I can't really say too much to, because if I do speak my mind about how I feel, or if I do call him out his name or call him out his rank, that's an easy write up, and that's my career, you know. So I think the whole thing with me was it was as a man we have we have pride and we have ego. So him being another man and seeing he's able to do whatever he wants to do, you know, and there's ways around it. I could have did anything, but those ways around it always don't work as well, you know. So it was like I was stuck in a situation where it was like, damn, like this this man really every day is calling on me, just just fucking with me, and there's nothing I can do about it, you know. So one particular day where I just had I was I was fed up, and uh, he asked me he asked me a simple question. Um, and I think we were going to deployment to Japan or somewhere like that. Um, and he asked me a question like how um so like that because the wife had moved back here to Raleigh at the time, you know, so we saved money while I was in deployment. And um, he asked me, asked me, how did you get home? How did you get home? 
I'm like, all right, well, at the time I lived, I lived with one of my homeboys that was in Jacksonville, uh, who was also getting out, but he was still there at the time. So I was like, hey, I'm going, you know, I'm going home to my best kid's house. So, you know, relax. You know, I got a plan. He'll come pick me up after work, blah, blah, blah. By the fucking fifth time he asked me, I just said, you know what? Do you know what you can do? He was like, what? I said, these nuts. And uh, probably wasn't a good idea to say, especially to to the boss, you know. But, uh, you know, at that point, I was fed up. Anybody that know me, you know, y'all know I'm, I'm, I'm a joker. I don't, I, at this point, I'll let stuff roll by bad eventually. Somebody got to get roasted, whether it's you, whoever it is. But. So, but, uh, but I think I think with with the whole mental thing, obviously I got over. I'm good now. I'm out. As I can see, I got the hair grown now. You know, I had to get green while I was in. But now, you know, I'm saying I'm looking beautiful now. Um, but uh, but yeah, I think the thing that really helped me more so was like like doing what we're doing now. Is talking about it, you know, um, and to and to respond to the first two guys that was on the um, live first time. Um, I think James, but. I agree with them. I, I wouldn't say necessarily that therapy is bad. I would say it all depends on the group. It has to be people that's been where you've been, been to that dark place. I feel like going to a therapist that hasn't experienced that. I feel like, personally, my opinion, I feel like just going to that therapist is kind of making it worse on you because you're talking about, talking about, talking about. All you're doing is talking about it, but you're not getting that that positive feedback back. It's more so what they think that you should do. And then they hit you with, hey, well, take this pill to help you do this. This help you sleep. Take this pill to help you with your anxiety. Take this pill to help you with depression. It's like, you're just feeding me stuff at this point. It's not, but you're not, you're not really helping me. You're not really understanding where I'm coming from. You're not understanding the root cause of what's going on, you know? So, so um, shout outs to you. But, you know, even, you know, even doing this, because, um, you know, so most people don't, especially uh, with military, you know, because that's that's one thing that we all have is, is and that's the main thing where, you know, we have, you know, got kids. I don't know. I'm alive. I'm alive. All right. Well, you want to hit the live then? Hello. Hi. Okay, you want to hit too? Okay, all right, okay, I, I got, I'm, but okay, and they help too, as y'all can tell. Um, I got a third one, but he's asleep. He, 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 but um, okay, okay, later, 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 later. But um, but yeah, man, and it's like, uh oh, okay, hey, so y'all see that man right there, Stanley Tyson, who gets joined? That man right there. So he, so when I when I left my old unit, right. And I came, I, I, was, I, was, I had a way out. I was supposed to be on this thing called a mute, would be on a boat for, you know, uh, six months to a year, depending on how it goes. Um, I was with him. He was my new boss. And and seeing, and, you know, I've seen a lot of black men in power while I was in the Marine Corps, but seeing him and how he and how he acted and how he, how he did, um, how, he, how he cured himself kind of helped me cope with going back because it's, it's a whole story with that. Like, I was supposed to re-enlist all that, and then got extended, and then work out, so I had to go right back to a problem again to my old unit, but that man right there kind of, he, he helped me, he helped me cope, because seeing a black man in power, you know, especially at the state I was in at the time, and where my mental was at the time, seeing him kind of helped me, I was like, okay, cool, so I see, you know, I, I, I think he might, he might be funny now, by the time I met him, he was that sergeant, but, um, 
But at the time, you know, it's like I can talk to him about anything. He, he always listening, you know. And we joke around, you know. He, he, he kind of reminds me like an older me, you know, that's less handsome. I'm cute. But um, I don't ever heard that. But, uh, but yeah, so, like, you know, so it's have, having, having people in your corner and to have people that's been through what you've been through, I think, helps you know, more than anything else, you know, because like I said, pills, all that good stuff is not, all of these right now, it's, 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 if anything, it's messing up your body more than it's with your mental, you know, but, um, but yeah, so. So outside of um, having that support group, what is like other tips or suggestions you can say? Yeah. Um, <laughs>
the M hunt. I don't know if the question. So, yes and no. But majority, yes. But it really helped. But yeah, they did. They did. They did provide some support. And then also, I feel like <laughs> I spoke. To all right. Okay, I can't hear. I can't hear. I gotta get out. Anyway, y'all go, go ahead. Y'all go ahead and play it here. I'm gonna go ahead. Uh, my bad. What you say? No, it's okay. I also heard of, you know a lot of people in the military. They have like so many places that you guys can go drinking. Do you feel like that kind of affects like you trying to heal as well? Uh, drink. So, and again, this is my opinion. I feel like. I feel like drinking. See, I'm kind of on. I'm I'm biased on drinking, so because like I said, everybody is individual when it comes to their own mental state. Yeah. So everybody reacts different to when they drink. Okay, I was gonna sleep. Um, so with me, I feel like drinking helps because um, it brought it brought out the better side of me, which is like the joking side. I, that's how I feel. You know, if I was down, I'd drink a little bit. But I didn't, I didn't drink to the point where I, was, I didn't remember happening that night. It was it was more drinking to get rid of that, the pain that I felt at the time. It's okay, cool. I'm, I'm good today. Cool. I can go. All right, bet. let's go. What are we doing now? Yeah, we're we going to play rolling. What are we doing? You know? So, so it, I guess it all depends on the individual. Um, and and it, it, was, it was some nights where I slipped up where, you know, I drunk too much and it got pretty bad. Cause, cause then like that pain manifested to a physical form, and it was like I was fighting. And it was like I was fighting, um, you know, a demon at its, you know, inside of me. Now it just physically manifested itself in front of me, and it's like, dang, no, now how I'm supposed to do it? Now it was easier in my head. Now it's out in the real world. Like, dang, now what I'm supposed to do? You know? So, and um, and and like I said, but. The, the main thing is that, that that friendship and the support because, you know, there's been plenty of guys that I've known in the Marine Corps, you know, and talking to them about it, it was it was, it was was more so like, it's just like high school, like the group always, in high school always start on big. And as the years go by, it gets smaller and smaller because people grow differently, you know? There are people doing the same stupid shit, and you have people that's like, all right, I can still do that same stupid shit. But also, no, I need to get to this point right here in my life because if I'm still back here, I'm not, I'm not elevating. I'm just chilling with the homies over here because they're the homies, you know. So it's all about the elevation. So like I said, so it's all about the individual and 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 the, the company they keep. I would say that. So, what are some tips that you could give to people that are going into the military and they are dealing with, you know, their own type of mental health? Um, one thing I would say, uh, and again, I would say is this, this find, this find something that makes you happy and every day, and every day, that way, every day you see it, it's like a, 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 a constant reminder, like a constant reminder that, um, Hey, this, this one makes me happy. So whether that's going to the gym, write a note, Hey, go to the gym today after, after work, go to the gym today, or if it's. Hey, let's let's go see. Um, let's go to the other bedroom. Let's go see what the, you know what the guys are doing. Let's go go talk it out. Let's go see because I think the main thing is, like I said, with 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 people now in your peer group, everybody's mental is not the same. So it's like you gotta find that mature group that's not only gonna sit there and listen to you and hear you out, also can help you. Like, hey man, well, hey, we're here. We're here for you, bro. Like, hey, have you had like I, I haven't had this before, but I've known somebody that had this. 
So how about you try this? Or I have somebody to get this, why don't you try this? Kids are very important to have. Um, so, uh, but yeah, yeah. So, yeah. So, any guy, anybody that's, that's that's going in the military, no matter the branch, army, navy, coach, even coast guard, coast guard. Everybody has their, like I said, everybody has their own um, path and, and trials that they have to pass on their own as an individual. But it doesn't say that you. It doesn't say that you can have help along the way. You know what I mean? So find, so find that. Find that ground, find that ground that's going to help you ground yourself, and just go from there. You know, because it's all it's everything. Like you, you, if you at college, you know, you got a twelve step program. Same thing with drugs. You go to rehab. You know, so everything has steps. You know what I'm saying? But the, the main step is always step one, which is to ground yourself, to identify what it is that you need to work on, write that thing down. So like you do, if, if, if you can go out here and be like, oh, I'm going to start a business. Let me start a business plan. You're going to do the same thing for your mental. Use that. Use that same. Apply that same idea of a business plan to your mental. It's called it a mental plan. Step one. All right. This is my issue: anxiety, depression. Boom, boom. All right. Cool. I identify the problem. So let's start finding solutions. And let's go through much of it. But I tell you, I can tell you for sure. And again, I am. This is my opinion. With anybody, do if anything, please do not do medication. Because all it's going to do is, I feel like, like I said again, my opinion. But I just feel like. All medication do is, is tearing your body down. It's tearing down. It's tearing down the good parts of you. It's making you worse. That's my opinion. Cause I've been through, you know, so because they gave me medication, I feel like I need it, but per you know whatever whatever I had to take them. That's my opinion. Cause I've been through, you know, so because they gave me medication, I feel like I need it, but per you know whatever whatever I had to take them. Um, but it just it just made me feel like not me. It, just, it took me to a point where I was like, all right, cool. I'm not even, I don't even feel the heavy side of myself today. All I feel is just the straight pain. Mm. Like, I don't think I feel it's a work, you know? So, again, I, but again, I, I'm a different individual. I don't know if anybody else has tried it, you know what I'm saying? But it's just my opinion on on my personal uh, path that I went through, you know, so. Happy that you, I appreciate you getting on here and talking about that. Gang, gang, gang. <laughs> I can't. So, thank you so much. Get back to the babies. Right. They're about to take a nap. All right. They, they look like they're very energized. No, nah, they uh, uh, I'm not leaving here with her. I'm going to go to the gym. All right. Well, get that workout and get, get your peace. Go ahead. All right. Facts. All right. Bye. I definitely, I think, like you said, with individuals like everyone has a different interaction with the medications prescribed or over the counter medication. But I'm I've always been the type that I really don't like medication. And I've always tried to go like the homeopathic way. I be, me personally I feel like earth doesn't fit in the pill and I think there is different fruits and veggies that you can eat that help with certain diseases. I don't know much about um very serious mental um, illness or disorders, how that may work, but I can, I, I can see that. Hey, guys. Um, so my other two people that were supposed to talk today, my beautiful people, 
unfortunately they're unable to make it so i have majority of people speaking i don't know if anyone else would like to talk and give their um perception of how they deal with mental health and how they feel um if anyone would like send a request if not i appreciate everyone today for tuning in and you know oh yeah stuff i asked Stefan now <laughs> i told Stefan i wanted to hear his story too all right okay we got Liz. go Liz. <laughs> all right give me one second Hey, hi, boo. How are you? Yo, I'm late. I totally forgot that this was happening today. So, oh, no. if I look crazy, y'all. Just know I'm in my crib. All right. So, yeah, oh. so you can give. So, everybody's just giving their like perception on like mental health that they face and how they overcame it. And, you know. Yeah. Um. So, I'm, I'm very much an advocate about mental health. And you guys follow me, what you do. I'm always talking about my own mental health journey. <clears throat> and like for me, I've been attending to therapy for like two years. In September, I'll make two years attending therapy, which is a milestone for me because, girl, <laughs> it was something that in the beginning I didn't really want to do. And even like the actual first time that I went to the clinic, um, I didn't want to be there. I just wanted to run. And, like, for me, I have my own YouTube channel. So, if you guys don't, aren't subscribed, go subscribe. It's called Fearless. And I made a video, like, um, two years ago when I first started going to therapy, explaining, like, just why I decided to go to therapy and what that first interaction was like. Please. And that first day, I just wanted to cry and run. But I didn't. And I'm very proud of myself right now because... It was something that I never really imagined, you know. Um, being, like, from a Caribbean household, and even for myself, like, being Dominican, and I remember, like, telling my mom, like, yo, I'm depressed right now. I don't really know what to do. And her reaction was just like, oh, what you depressed about? ¿Qué, qué, qué problema tú tienes? You know? So it's like, damn, I'm trying to be better. Um, I wish I had more support in that area, but... I feel like not everybody is going to be willing to go with you at the time that you're going. So everybody has like their own faces in life. But um, so, yeah, mental health is very important to me. Um, when I start, first started going to therapy, that wasn't like the worst that I've ever been mentally. I've been in a very bad place before. Um, so for me, it was just like, you know what, I've been in a bad place before and I don't want to be there again. So how can I help myself to be the better version of myself and not go back to that place again? And that's what like pushed me to go to therapy. And that's what I've been doing so far, going to therapy every Wednesday. I have my little session. And in the beginning, it was in person, but now with this whole Corona stuff, it's been virtually. Okay. And I guess that makes it a bit more difficult for some people if they never attended therapy before. I mean, depending who you are, right? Because I guess, like, virtually now it gives you that access of you could do it wherever you're at. So that's easier. But I think when it comes to building that rapport with the therapist, it's a bit more difficult online than in person. 
Um, so for me, it was pretty easy because I already knew my therapist in person. So it was like, all right, boom, whatever. Right. Um, so when you was in the, when you said you hit like a really bad place, how would you say you got out of that? Um, let me go switch what I'm saying just so I'm going to be holding the phone. But, so, you know, we know each other from Canton. So, <laughs> when I hit the spot, it was like in Canton. I was in Canton when I was like in my worst spot ever mentally. And, I mean, for anyone else who attended Canton, I know there's some people watching. You know, Canton is a very depressive area. Like, there's nothing there to do. You're away from your family. If you're a city kid, you're mad far from where you live. And there was just a lot going on. So, after that, my last semester, I decided to come back home. So, I wasn't in Canton anymore. I was just home. And um, I wish I had the answer to tell you, oh, this is how I did it. But I don't know. It was just getting up even when I didn't want to and just, I don't know, just trying to keep pushing forward. Like one thing about me is I'm very ambitious. So I'm always trying to move along, even though everything may not be aligning the way I want it to, but that's something always about me. I'm always trying to get up and push myself forward. So yeah, just kept going, kept going. And that's how I just got myself out of there. And then after that, I went to China as well. You know that? I was living in China. Didn't you yeah. Know? yeah. So, I don't know. I think it was kind of, for me, I think it was kind of taking myself out of the environment that I felt was harming me in the first place, right? Mm -hmm. um, like, going to China, that was a really big step for me. I've never done something like that ever in my life. I never thought someone like me, a girl from the Bronx, you know, Dominican, living in China and doing things like that. I never even imagined that, but I got that opportunity and then I was like, you know what? You can't heal in the environment that's harming you. Mm. So then I got that opportunity and I was like, yeah, I'm going to take it. Um, and look at that. You kept pushing and then you got that blessing. And I did that. I did that. Period. So, yeah, that's kind of how that happened. And you said you've been feeling good with therapy. What are, like, tips with people, like, in the beginning? Like, you know, he was like, because I agree. Like, when I used to have to go to therapy in the beginning, I'm like, I don't want to be here. Like, what are tips for people that are very discouraged or they feel like they haven't found that right therapist? Yeah, for sure. Um, I think I, that's one thing I would say is, Maybe therapy is not necessarily the route for you, but at least give it a shot because I feel like anything you do could be therapeutic for you. So it depends, right? But for me personally, therapy has been amazing because it's given me that outlet just to, you know, go in there, say what I have to say without thinking like, oh, maybe I'm telling this person and they're going to go tell my business to someone else or something like that. So I don't feel that pressure. And now, also, I work in a career that's, like, very depressing and draining. So, it allows me to go to therapy and kind of just, you know, be brief and let shit go there. Um, so, if I had any tips, I'll say to be open-minded. And that's number one. You got to be open-minded. Um, because one thing for me I would share is my, ther my therapist is white, right? So, when I first went there, I'm like, what is this white shorty going to relate to me on? Like, I'm a woman of color. 
I don't know, you feel me? But through getting to know her and like our interactions, I also realized that just because if I have a therapist who's also of color, it doesn't mean anything. Because maybe their views doesn't align with mine or maybe they're judgmental. So that's what I mean when you when I say you have to be open-minded in that early and also for yourself because you're not in therapy for no reason, right? So there's going to be topics that you're going to have to discuss that maybe you've never discussed before. And you're going to have to be open to that. So I think that's my main one to be open to it. The second one would be to go with your intuition. Um, because as I shared before, when I first started talking, hey guys, I see some people joining us. Um, I mentioned like my, my family wasn't that supportive when I mentioned that I was going to therapy. It was like, oh, hey Brandon. It was like, oh, what do you need therapy for, right? So everyone is not going to understand your path and what you're doing, but as long as you're going with your own intuition and you feel like it's working out for you, then baby, take take it until the wheel falls off. And lastly, the third one I would say, like I mentioned before, is trial and error. So if one therapist doesn't work for you, then give it another, another shot. You don't know. Maybe the second time around you'll find someone who aligns better with what you're looking for. So don't give up because... One thing my therapist always said, she, this was one of the first things she told me was, working on yourself is the hardest thing you'll ever do. And in the beginning, I was like, yeah, whatever. You're talking too much, right? But, I mean, it's true. It is. It is. And for people that don't, this girl right here, oh, my goodness. One, I love, like, in the beginning, like, your whole fitness journey. Like, that right there, like, girl. A lot of people will not be so open to discuss that, and you discussed it all, the vlogs, all of that. I was just like, that is so empowering and takes a lot of strength. A lot. One, I appreciate it so much. And one thing about me is I keep it real. You always know that. Since you met me, like, what you see is what you get. So for me, I never wanted to hide it because why? I'm not ashamed of, like, who I am, who I've been, where I'm going, none of that. This is who I am. This is my story. And I feel like if I share my story with other people, then you never know who could be, like, you know, needing a hand or who could be also trying to do something similar to what you're doing, but they just don't know how to. Um, so that's why I'm always open and I always share. So, yeah, I appreciate it. I appreciate the feedback. It's been hard. It's been hard as hell. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> Because, like, some people think that just because you got surgery and stuff like that is easy peasy, but it, I'll be the first one to tell you it's not that easy. And I still go through some some motions here and there, but it's been beneficial so far. So that's I don't regret it. And what, what tips can you say about just that? Cause you, and I, and I want to say this, too, is, like, I know it's, like, with me, like, with losing weight, sometimes... I'll look at the room, I'm like, I can't wear that because I still be feeling like I'm that size before I drop the weight. Ooh, ooh. You understand that. Like, uh, the thing you hit, you hit on that. I don't know if you've seen actually my previous post. I think I posted it yesterday or something. But underneath it, I stated like, 
or sometimes I don't really see the difference. To be honest with y'all, sometimes I don't really see the difference. It was like a before and after comparison. And honestly, sometimes I don't see the difference. Um, as you mentioned, like sometimes we lose the weight and like mentally we still feel like we're bigger. And I feel like that's something that I'm still experiencing and trying to go through. Um, I feel like right now I have like a low grade of body dysmorphia. And if you guys don't know what that means, it's basically when your body and like your your mind are in the line. So it's not seeing what is being reflected, I guess. So for me, I well, I guess some people may not know, but I've lost about ninety pounds. I got weight loss surgery um a year and a half ago. So I've lost ninety pounds and it happened very rapidly. So I feel like mentally and my body is, is, it, it isn't aligned yet just because everything happened so fast. Um, and it's something that I'm still trying to work on, like the process through therapy and just going through support groups of other people who've lost weight and kind of understand what I'm going through. But um, it's, 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 it's a journey and it's one step at a time. So I'm still trying to figure it out myself, to be honest. And that's all right. It's a race. Because you're doing that. Oh, my goodness. Like, so proud. Like, I, I was just so happy for you. Because one, you made a decision for yourself. And two, you know, another thing. Oh, my goodness. How people be like, oh, I like you better when you use this size. Oh, I like you better when you use this size. Listen, listen. Like, were you helping me when I was this size or what? Like, Listen, um, it's draining. It, it's draining. Uh, and a lot of people, if you if you take those comments personal, that can really affect your mental health. It's it's to you. It's draining because, like for me, I've always been bigger. Well, for not always, but majority of my life, I was bigger. You know, um, when I was in China, I was bigger. So I had some distasteful experiences out there because China is very fatphobic and um, there's not really much people that look like you. Me being a foreigner and a person of color and living in China, you're like a minority on top of a minority minority because there's not really much of you out there. So certain things felt like it was much more personalized. Like, you know, here we experience certain things, whether it's racism or whatever, but at least you have other people to relate to in that department. But when I was out there, it's more like, damn, like this shit is towards me for real, for real. Mm-hmm. And I, I had some experiences like just being bigger, like being in the train and having people point at me like, oh, and like, you know, doing like gestures of my body. I had once um, an experience of going to a tailor, right? Because I needed some pants while I was while I was out there. And I knew if I was to go to a store, then nothing would really fit me because um, they didn't really carry my size. So I was like, all right, you know what? Let me go to a tailor. I go to the tailor. Mind you, I don't really know Mandarin. Like, <laughs> Mandarin is difficult as hell. So um, whatever. So I go to this tailor. She knew a bit of English. So I'm like, all right, let's negotiate here because I have been looking for, like, a place for a really long time. And at least she could, like, we could somewhat understand each other. First of all, Shorty finessed me for $100 for some khaki pants that I could have gotten here at Old Navy for like what? It's 20 something dollars. Really? 
I'm a foreigner. I'm like, you know what? I'm in China. I don't speak this language. Like, I need the pass because it was for work. So I was like, fuck it. I'm going to pay the 100. I'm going to pay the 100. Because honestly, like, even if I was to tell someone from here, like, oh, can you mail it out or something that's expensive as well? Sending stuff to China. So I was like, fuck it. So whatever. I told the tailor, like, hey, I want these pants to be comfortable. I want them to be towards my size. Um, and stuff because it's from my body right and you're a tailor right so whatever they make the pants and whatnot and if anyone who was like with me in china ever sees this life that like, y'all know what i'm talking about that shit was crazy um i go to pick up the pants and then the first day that i wear the freaking pants they break right a hundred dollars for these pants that you tailor to my body how is that possible no wow so then I told one of my co-workers who was Chinese, like, hey, can you go with me to the store? Because obviously they finessed me, but, like, they played me the first time, but now the second time around, they're going to have to give me my money because fuck out of here, right? Okay. Um, so the second time I went with my co-worker and she was, like, kind of talking to the manager in Mandarin and whatever, and I'm just standing there because, like, I don't speak Mandarin. Um, but I could see that the tailor's, like, looking at me, up and down, looking at me. I already knew what she was talking about. Like, I didn't understand, but I already knew. So I asked my coworker, like, what is she saying? And she's like, oh, no, no, I don't want to say it. And I'm like, she was a very sweet girl. So I'm like, it's okay, just say it, just say it. And she's like, no, no. And I'm like, what, that I'm too fat? Because I already knew that's what she was saying. And she was like, oh, yeah, that that's what she said. So how are you as a tailor telling me that I'm too fat when you're making something for my own body, right? Right. Um, so, like, I feel like I always experience stuff that had to do with my body. And now that I'm, like, working towards being a healthier version of myself and, you know, just being a better me, and I'm still hearing comments of, like, oh, you look better when you was bigger or you're getting fat again. There's some, it's exhausting. It's draining. Try to play me on, like, oh, nah, fuck out of here. Because it's, it's, 
only you can live your life. And if you live with people, where you gonna really go? Si uno se lleva de lo que dice la gente, if you start listening of what people say, you're gonna go crazy. Like, because everybody is always gonna have an opinion about something. So that's why I always say do whatever's best for you and whatever you feel comfortable with, and that's it. Because even with the whole surgery to begin with, when I shared with certain people that I was getting surgery, they weren't supportive. It was mm -hmm. like, oh, what you getting surgery for? Like, you could already, you could go to the gym and lose it by yourself. Uh, Papas and mamas, I already did that. Like, I've gone to the gym, I've tried losing it on my own, and that wasn't working out for me. So, obviously, I need something like a tool that's going to help me and just be better, like, health-wise, because I was having some health complications. And at the time that I got surgery, I was only 25. So, it's like, you're 25 and having all these health issues. Like, nah, that's not it. Um, So... People were mad negative in the beginning, and I was just like, you know what? Like, nobody can know you better than yourself. Let me say it again for the people in the back who didn't hear it. Nobody can know you better than yourself. So, for me, like, I already know myself. I know what's going to be beneficial for me, and that's what I'm going to do. And what works for some may not work for others. Exactly, that's so. Wait, even with going to the gym... Just because someone could go to the gym for 30 minutes, three times a week, and lose pounds a week, one else could do the same thing and lose one pound. It's girl. People got to stop being so damn judgmental. Girl, I'm, I'm telling you, there was a point in Canton where if some Canton people watching this, and I used to be in the gym, then yeah, y'all know it's facts. Like, I, would, I was out here going to the gym, working out, really working out. Even my friends were going because they're like, oh, I see you going to the gym. I'll get on the scale, lose one pound. And I'm telling you, maybe like a month of working out and trying to watch what I eat and I lost one pound. That doesn't make sense. There's something going on there, you know? Um, so for me, getting the surgery, it was like a tool, all right? Because, um, well, I keep saying surgery, but I know there's people who don't know what I'm talking about then, if you don't follow me. But for me, I got the vertical sleeve gastrectomy surgery, which is abbreviated to VSG. So... That surgery, that you see, Mark, you said you remember, it's true. So that surgery, VSG, um, they take part of your stomach out. So they take about 80% of your stomach out, and they shrink your stomach. So obviously, you're not allowed to eat the amounts that you used to eat before. Um, so I eat like a baby now. I eat very, very small portions. And... Um, yeah, like, there's a lot of differences, too, because now that you've gotten the surgery and your stomach is removed, um, your stomach doesn't really tolerate certain things. So whether it's sugar or certain meats or, or certain things that just your stomach is like, nah, I'm not fucking with it, and you might throw up and stuff like that. So understand with the whole surgery thing as well like i know people that have gone through the surgery it's a process you have to be sorry you have to lose weight in order to qualify for that surgery you have to go through a liquid um right it's like a, a liquid um yeah yeah a liquid diet so for me just for me to get surgery i believe it took me about eight months to do my whole process to get the surgery so it wasn't like, oh, I'm, I want to get surgery, and now I'm going to get surgery, you know? Like, 
And it wasn't even something that um, my doctor suggested for me. It was something that I suggested to my doctor. Um, Because I already mentioned, oh, I see some people are coming in late. But um, when I used to live in China, right? So, Mm -hmm. all right, let me give you some detail. Because I feel like, you know, you got to make it juicy sometimes. When I used to live in in China, I went to the Great Wall twice, right? The first time I went to the Great Wall... It was a nightmare. I was crawling up to the top. It was hard. The second time I went to the Great Wall, going up wasn't that difficult, but coming back down, it was horrible. I never felt like that in my life. I felt so suffocated and I couldn't breathe. And I'm like, yo, this shit is not normal. Like, I'm 25. There's no reason why I should be feeling this way. So then I told myself, when I come back to America, I'm going to go to my primary doctor and see what's going on because this shit is not normal. So that's what I did. When I came back, I went to my doctor and we ran tests and stuff like that. Um, she told me I was pre-diabetic, which was something that I already knew prior to going to China and stuff. Um, but I really wasn't taking care of myself like that when I was in China just because I was a foreigner and I didn't really know. Like, Anyways, um, but then when I also came back, it came out, I was still pre-diabetic and then I was having thyroid issues. Now, I've never had issues with my thyroid, so I assumed it was because of, you know, gaining weight. So then I went home, and I thought about it, and I was like, yo, you're 25, like, what you gonna do? I feel like we've tried going to the gym before and tried to lose it on our own, and that hasn't really worked out. So maybe getting surgery will be something that's beneficial for you. So I was like, you know what? Yeah, that's what I want to do. And then I went back to my doctor and I told her, like, I'm considering going for surgery. And she was like, okay, well, let's look at your record. She looked at my record. She's like, yeah, you seem like a pretty good candidate. And then she gave me a referral from there. And then from there, as I mentioned, it was like a a whole eight-month process just to get the surgery because they make you go through lab work and, like, through nutritionists for months. And it's a whole lot of appointments and stuff like that. And that was kind of my journey. So that is so. And look, you did it. <laughs> I, I'm still in the rink. I'm still trying to get to where I want to get. But um, yeah, it's been working out. So no complaints. That's good though. Put your um your YouTube channel name in the comments for people. Oh, okay, yeah, gotcha. I haven't been posting in a couple of months just because of life. But I'm trying to get back into it because I miss it. If we're on the topic of mental health, like, there's certain things that I like to do to, um, you know, just maintain myself. And doing my YouTube channel, that's kind of part of it. Um, give me a second. Let me write this. Because I don't never usually go live like this. Usually when I go live is to work out, not to actually be talking and stuff Oh, see, that's good. Yeah, this is my first live, like, actually talking and stuff. Well, I appreciate it. You tuning in for real. Oh, yeah, my YouTube is fearless. So, my YouTube consists of event blogs, women empowerment, and lifestyle. So, for event blogs, that, I guess, to break it down, I go to, like, different places, whether it's here in the city or really anywhere. And I rated from like one to five on ambience, the course, service, overall experience. So just, you know, giving people info on where they could go and things to do. Um, 
women empowerment is just kind of sharing my own experiences and hopefully getting other women on board as well and just, you know, encouraging one another to be the best woman we could be. And then lifestyle is just like, whatever, if I want to do a little story time or whatever the 